was me. You know, there are times when Well, the times that I have been asked to teach, especially on Wednesday nights, when uh, I would hope that there would be a plethora of people. This was one of them when Marty asked me yesterday because of him not feeling well. And God gave me something, as he always does. And I thought, this is really for me, but also the church. And I, you know, uh, a good showing of the church is here, so I hope you guys uh, appreciate what God has to say. Uh, I know I have. I just wish there were more here to hear it. But uh, Joshua, in, in my Bible, it's on page 267. I've told that joke before. Someone probably, someone somewhere probably has the same edition I have and it would help them, but probably, probably not anybody here. But the book of Joshua, not going over the whole book, it's a, it's a lengthy book, but uh, you know, if you know who Joshua was and, and what he did uh, when Moses led the children out of Egypt, uh, let's see if I can get my math correct. Uh, I did discover that Joshua, when he uh, was called to be the, the, the next leader of Israel after Moses had died, was about 90. So if they wandered in the wilderness, uh, you know, roughly 40 years, and uh, you do the math, puts him to what, about 50? That's roughly me and Ken and Joel's age. Brian's just a little bit older than me, so it's roughly our age. Uh, so he didn't really start what he was called to do. Now, I mean, he had a he had a calling on his on his life even before that. You know, with being one of the twelve spies that spied out uh, Canaan. That uh, you know, in in reality, if if it had taken the amount of time that it should have from the beginning of when they left Egypt. They should have been there in about six months. But because of disobedience, and this has really, this is just a leading up to, to the lesson, so I guess I'm already starting to ramble. But uh, they ended up wandering 40 years. And if you know the reason that Moses was not allowed to enter into the promised land, you know, at one time Moses was told to strike a rock and water flowed for the people because they needed water. But uh, toward the end of Moses' life, he was told to speak to the rock. And because of the disobedience of the people, and he was kind of you know at odds with the people and angry with them, instead of speaking to it as he was told by God, he smote the rock again. Still they received the water, but because of Moses' disobedience, he was not allowed to enter into the promised land. He was able to get up on on a high, you know, and, and see it, but not enter, and he died. And as we look at the, the book of Joshua, we see the leadership role that Moses had being handed over to Joshua. Uh, and I always, I think before this, if you had asked me, I knew when I read the book of Joshua, you know, it tells how old he was and how old he was when he died, and it tells it, but 
I never really did the math. I always thought when he went to spy out the land, you know, I'm thinking a young man, you know, in his 20s, but he was roughly our age, but he was faithful to God. But So if you just look at the first chapter of Joshua, and we don't have time to go over the whole book, but uh, really how Joshua begins and how Joshua ends. And uh, a good reason why I think God showed this to me, and it's nothing new. I mean, it's, it's you know, been in his Bible from, from uh, the time of Joshua when, when his story was, was uh, written. But with uh, just, what, a couple days ago, it was three years since uh, Bob had passed. And if you can look back on, on the life of the church in the last three years and some of the struggles and, uh, you know, maybe angst that we uh, have uh, gone through. But if you're like me, and if you look back, and retrospect is always easier to see what God's doing than when you're right in the middle of it. In, in retrospect, as I look back and see what God did and how he was faithful, even in the times that were not necessarily fun and that we had to... Uh, to uh, uh, to actually work uh, through through some things that, that 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 we had going on in the church. So we all have an idea about all that. I'm not going to rehash any of that. But as Joshua came into uh, being the leader, God called him to what? Do the job that Moses should have been able to do. 40-plus years earlier in leading the nation into uh, Canaan. If you look at uh, chapter 1, I'll just read down through verse 9. But this is basically Joshua's marching orders. And I think uh, as I do look back on what we've gone through, I ain't going to say that God spoke to me directly and said these words to me, uh, but this is kind of a testimony, uh, so to speak, uh, and we all probably were placed in uh, positions, not not positions, positions, but we were we had we were called upon by God to to learn and to react and to do things different than we had before. And part of what Marty did, and uh, from from the first moment that I called uh, him uh, after his name was given to me. And talking to him on the phone, I could tell he had some uh, some some understanding. He had been through some things. He he already had some some uh, some advice to give, uh, even just on the phone. He had some expertise that he had learned over the years that God had gifted him with in how to help us get through the things that we were going through. Similar to what Joshua had learned over forty years. So. Let's read. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving uh, to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness of this and this Lebanon, as far as uh, the 
the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go, or you have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do uh, according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is basically Joshua's marching orders from God. He had learned from Moses. He had seen Moses. Uh, you know, and if, if you understand and know of the history of Moses, Moses received some good advice from his father-in-law when his father-in-law said, Moses, you don't have to do everything. Pick you some men that you trust. This is a David paraphrase. And put them in charge of this and that and blah, blah, blah. And that's, so Joshua learned some things from Moses as he went, but really what, uh, if, you're, if you're thrust into uh, leadership or a place of a, a position that maybe you're not comfortable with, or maybe he wasn't uh, thinking that he was going to, uh, to, to have to do this right away, maybe he didn't understand that Moses was getting ready to die or, or, or all that stuff. But Joshua was faithful to God. He loved the God he served, and that is what he did. And so God spoke directly to him and said, do these things and you will have good success. And I think he says the same thing to us. I'm, you know, the... You know, when you look back on the things we've gone through and you can see how God was faithful even in, in, in the, the areas that were difficult, God was faithful. There's no doubt in my mind. He was faithful. And though there were times when we thought maybe we did have a pastor, God chose different. Uh, and now that we have Steve coming uh, this Sunday... I'm as confident as I can be that the hand of God has blessed us to this point, and this is what he always had in store for us. So you look at, at Joshua. God said, you saw how I was with Moses. You saw the faithfulness I was with Moses. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. But be strong and courageous. What I, I don't know if Joshua knew or he, God may have explained to Moses what was necessary when they entered into Canaan. There were already people there. They had already known that. But God had promised to give them that land. Joshua and Caleb saw that the land was good. And they had faith that God 
would be faithful to the promise that he gave, had given to Abraham hundreds of years before. So when it's time for Joshua to take a step, you know, there was, I got to stay by the mic, but where the land was, where they were, they knew the border of where Canaan was. They had known it for 40 years. But God caused them to dwell where they were, basically as a form of punishment. And then, you know, you know the story that, that uh, anyone that had been 20 years of age or older when they initially left had to die except for Moses. I mean, Moses did eventually die, but it, he, it, it was because of his sin later. But Joshua and Caleb are the only two that had came out of the land of Egypt, and they get to see the promised land. But God tells him, be strong and courageous. He doesn't exactly tell him exactly what he's going to have to do. And God hasn't told us exactly what we're going to have to do as a congregation when Steve begins. Steve, you know, he's going to be different than Marty. I think he loves God. I think he's going to preach the word. But he has some things that I'm sure he's going to ask us to do and be a part of. And, you know, those things are going to take some effort. And the strong and courageous that he was calling uh, Joshua to be was because of the work that he was going to have to do and the faith he was going to have to have in God. And from, from this moment to the end of the book, there was a lot that Joshua went through. And another thing I learned today, he was 90 when this began. He was 110 when he died. So the book of Joshua is a 20-year period. That's not really that long. You know, especially for, for those of us who are our age, you think, the year 2000, that doesn't seem that long ago, does it? It really does not. Remember Y2K and all of that and, you know, what we thought would happen when it turned the year 2000? And that's been almost 24 years ago. So it's not really that long. So the amount of time that they had from when they went to the land, and that's what God's telling him to do, take the people and cross over, be strong and courageous, but... Be careful to do all according to the law, all that Moses had commanded you, all that Moses had, had, that Moses had the word of God and Moses delivered it to Joshua. Be faithful with that. Now, we have what Moses has, has written down, and we have the, the entire word of God. You know, Joshua only had the books that Moses had written up till then, and uh, he had his life. Uh, the 20 years here of what God had done. And that's what he had to hold up to. We're called to hold up to the entire word of God. But be faithful to it and uh, do the things that are written. He says, uh, what at the, at the end of verse 7, do not turn uh, from it from the, from, to the right hand or to the left. Be straight and true. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean that we're not going to have Areas where we have to go off over here, we have to go off over here, but hold true to what the Word of God says. You know, I, I find myself with the, the way 
especially the United States is. And I, you know, I, I, I look at a lot of stuff on TikTok or Instagram and uh, most of it is encouraging stuff, but I see some things that just angers me to no end. Uh, I saw one, and th- this, is, this is how the world is going, and it kind of does go along with, with the lesson in uh, 1 John that our Sunday school class have, has been studying. But one, you see all these trans people, at least the ones that they're showing, trans or people of, 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 of those things that, you know, just sinful, horrible, evil things. And, you know, they would never listen to a Christian. They would never listen to, to the Bible. They would never read the Bible. But what are they doing? They're all holding up the Koran. And they're talking about how, how good it is and how, how encouraged they are from reading it. But they obviously hadn't read all of it, especially those of, uh, that are homosexual until they see what uh, the Koran says to do to them. But, you know, that's what we're called to do is to hold true to the word of God, what we know it says, and go with that. And so if we're going to do that, we have to read it. We have to know what it says. We have to be faithful to that. He goes on in verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do all according, or to, do according to all that is written in it. You know, uh, there is truth in the word of God. It is true. And it does not change. It's consistent. We are called to read it and to discover what it is and what it says and to pull out of it, not to add what we think it says or to go in with a preconceived notion about what we think it says and make it say those things. That's what people in the world do. They make it say what they want to say. They can take a verse or two and make it say just about anything when they take it out of context. But we need to be true to the word of God. Be strong and courageous as we move forward. Know God's word. You know, we will do Steve and God a huge disservice if we don't hold him and I expect you to hold me and whoever is in this pulpit and whoever teaches Sunday school, if we don't hold them to teach and to preach the unadulterated, true, inerrant word of God. And we can't do that if we don't know what it says. So that's how Joshua's life began. And if you, I'm not going to do it, but uh, if you look in between Chapter 1, and I think it ends in chapter 24. But they had work to do. Joshua, along with the people, they had work to do. And as I think God is calling us, and you know, it's not exactly the same situation that Joshua was in, but I think he's calling us to be strong and courageous and to hold true to what this word says. And there's work to do from here on out. Whatever it is that God calls us to do, we need to be faithful in that. If you look, you know, the, the big battle that, that uh, Joshua fought 
was which? Who knows? Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Everybody. Guy's joking. But God was faithful when they obeyed, and they did it the way they should have. March around, march around, blah, 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 you know, go on, march around seven times, blow the trumpet, and guess what happened? The walls fell, and they were able to take that particular city and that particular people and then move on. Then they fought another battle, and then they fought another battle, and then, you know, they continued on, and uh, even in Joshua's lifetime, they didn't conquer everyone. There were still battles that the nation had to fight. But Joshua was... I don't know what percent I want to say, but he was faithful to God here, but he should have been up here. Because there was one battle, as they had fought Jericho, they fought, uh, I think it was the nation of Ai, I assume this is how it's pronounced. But then they came upon uh, everyone around them, all the nations around them were scared of them. They were mighty in number, and God was blessing them. There was a people called Gibeon, the, 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 the nation of G-I-B-E-O-N. What they did, and this is just one thing of where Joshua was not faithful to God. They tricked the nation into not attacking them and to not destroying them, and uh, just with, with some deception. You can read it. I think it's about chapter 4 or somewhere around in there. Uh, they did not, what? Chapter 10? Chapter 10. 9. Chapter 9. But they deceived uh, the nation of Israel into being kind to them. What? Where Joshua failed here was that he didn't pray and ask God what he wanted him to do. Uh, it, it wasn't a huge failure, but it still was sin. Uh, and you can read what happened to the, to the Gibeonites. Uh, they kind of became part of, of Israel. They had jobs that uh, Joshua gave them to do that kind of kept them from being able to form an army, and they stayed with uh, the, the nation all the way up until King Saul and uh, with King David, and they were part. And so even in that, you learn two things, and this is just something that I learned that I thought was uh, kind of proof. Even in our sin, even in our sin, because what, what jo the sin Joshua did is he made a covenant with that people saying that they would protect them and take care of them when God had told them to destroy them. What ended up happening is even when Joshua realized his sin, he couldn't go back on the word he had already given them. So he, <laughs> see what happens? He sinned, but God is overruling even on the, in the middle of his sin, in taking this nation and, in, in, in a way, blessing Israel with workers. They actually became slaves, really, but with workers to do work that they needed done. So God was able to overrule the sin and bless 
both people, even in the midst of Joshua's sin. But the majority of what Joshua did was faithful to God and uh, faithful to, to the people. And uh, when you read the book of Joshua, you see that the people, other, other than that time at Gibeon, they were faithful to God. They, they adhered to what Joshua taught and what Joshua did, and uh, they were faithful. And then you, you, know, you go through 20 years. All those things had happened. God had, had really blessed. They had conquered most of the land, but they still had some things to do. And we get to the end of Joshua's life, and, you know, uh, when you look at us as a church, there's lots that God has in store for us to do. Uh, we will learn what that is, hopefully beginning Sunday. Some of those things that, uh, that, that Steve expects us to do from things that he's learned and how God has blessed him in understanding and what he knows of the Bible, and he's going to lead us, and God expects us to follow. And so whatever those things might be, whether it's a visitation, whether it's a, a this or that, we need to be faithful in doing those things. So toward the end of Joshua's life, 110, he dies when he's 110. But if you look at uh, chapter 24, starting in verse 14, this is what uh, Joshua says. And, you know, if you look at the first chapter, God is telling Joshua. And when you get to the end of the book, Joshua has been blessed, and not to say that God isn't saying it through Joshua, but now Joshua is bold, and or he is strong and courageous. And he has learned what God has wanted him to do over these years, and now he's ready to give his basically departing speech to the people. And uh, let's just read starting in verse 14 of chapter 24. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. And I know I've read this book, and I know I've uh, read it several times, but when I just think of this instance, I think that Joshua is telling them, hey, you go off, do whatever you want to do, you're going to, but we're going to serve the Lord. It's really what he said, but the reaction of the people they stay faithful as Joshua did. Let's keep reading. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord, our God, who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery and who did, uh, and who did these great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, 
we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. And really, uh, as, I, as I read that, and I thought, you know, all the things that we've gone through the last three years, uh, some of it hurt. Some of it confused me. Some of it, you know, uh, maybe at times, maybe I was angry. But uh, I have seen how faithful God has been these last three years. He did not forsake us at all. He was ever-present, and he was a help in time of trouble. That's what the people are basically saying. These people, though they're, let's see, 40, 60 years after they left Egypt, what God told them coming out of Egypt was, you tell your children what God did. And it wasn't strictly them taking, uh, get, getting, getting taken to the promised land, but it was the, the victory out of being led across the Red, from the Red Sea, uh, away from bondage in Egypt, and it was what God had done, they remembered. And what my hope is, you know, if, if we go 20 years in the future, there's a good chance that a good portion of us may not be here. But I know, and I was telling Marty this, this when I was helping him empty his office, that the thing I most appreciate about his time here, you know, it, he was faithful, he was all of that, but it was his teaching on helping us become a church that's, you know, organized, that has direction uh, of, of how the daily things go. And my goal is that in 20 years, that those people that are here then, if God uh, does not come back and, 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 you know, the church is still here, is that they're able to carry on, carrying on the same way that we have, faithful to God, because they trust his word, but they've seen examples from those who have come before. And, you know, if, 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 if you think back on the life of the church and how long you've been here, and some of us have been here, I'm going on 40-plus years. I was gone in Branson for, for a few years, but and there are people that I remember and that I appreciated and that I looked up to that taught me and uh, brought me along, uh, and helped me become the person that God was wanting me to be. Hopefully, and I say this a lot, hopefully uh, the, the person that God wants me to be, and the same with you, hopefully we're more like Christ today than we were even yesterday. But hopefully we're less like Christ today than we will be tomorrow. Hopefully we grow. That's what you know the, the, the people here have done. They've remembered. They've saw Joshua. They've saw the evidence of God, not only in the, the life of Moses that they probably remember as well, but in the life of Joshua as they battled uh, into taking the land. So 
verse 19. But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do harm, do you harm and consume you after having done you good. He's making sure that the people understand that they're making a covenant. And in the law, there had to be two or three witnesses agree whether it was on a crime committed or even making a covenant, making a promise toward one another, that there had to be two or three there to signify that it was a covenant. And this is all the people of the land, all the Israelites saying this. And he's making sure that they understand what it is you're saying. You're not making this promise to Joshua. You're making this promise and this covenant to God. And if they forsake it, if they don't follow through with it, what will God do? And if you look, and this generation of people that died even a few years after Joshua had left were faithful to God, and they honored this, but it only lasted one generation. The next generation that came along, and I think it is in Judges chapter 2, says they did not remember and, you know, it, it's, it's paramount that, that we are faithful to God's message and that we, just like uh, Paul told Timothy, teach faithful men and women to carry on the message that you have learned so that as, as you teach them, they can teach others. And that's really my... I mean, I want to be faithful to God in the moment now, but I also want to prepare the next, you know, uh, generation that's here in this church, my children, uh, grandchildren if I have them, that they know God and that they're faithful to God. Not that they're faithful because David did it, but because God's true and faithful and they love him. So, he makes sure that they know and understand what they're saying because it does take work and it takes effort to be faithful to God. It's just not a sit on your tush and, and everything will be accomplished. No, it, it takes effort. But the people, uh, verse 21, after, and the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. So the covenant was made. And they are called upon to be faithful to God. And when you look in, in the Old Testament, that next generation that came in the book of Judges, they had to have judges come and fight their battles because they were sinful and they were getting beat. God was faithful at times, and at times they, they lost. But eventually, when you look and see what happened, God sent the whole nation, even you know, after it had been split you know, from Solomon, blah, 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 and all that, but into captivity because of their unfaithfulness to God. So they're witnesses against themselves. He said, verse 23, 
Then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to God, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and put in place statues and rule, or statutes and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law, and he took a large stone and set it up there under the uh, terebinth that was uh, by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words uh, of the Lord that he has spoke to us. Therefore, it shall be a witness against you, lest you deal falsely with your God. So Joshua sent the people away, every man to his inheritance. So really what, what I have gotten out of this, you know, it's the church is the church uh, that we've been, but we get to have basically a fresh start, a new start, uh, understanding things that we should do, things that we shouldn't do, how we should be faithful to God, all of, all of these things. And I'm not saying, you know, set up a, uh, a stone, something that we can remember, you know, that uh, December 3rd, you know, Steve came. But, you know, it's, this, is strictly not, this is not strictly about Steve coming to be our new pastor, but it is just the life of the church being faithful to God. And you look at Joshua, he was an, an older man, but he was relatively, uh, he was second in command to, to, to Moses, but God called him in, in, to be put in charge of the whole nation. And he was a little unsure of himself, but God was faithful and told him, really, in the end, he told him, trust me and do what you know is right be strong and courageous and study my word basically that is what Joshua did for the last 20 years of his life he was faithful to God and then even in the end he knew what the 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 true uh, essence of life is for the believer and he told that to the people and what did he say? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can do what you're going to do. And I'm glad that they were faithful, at least for the rest of that generation. But God called Joshua to be strong and courageous and to serve the Lord in his house and so really what I want to say to us tonight is from what God told Joshua be strong and courageous be ready to work be ready to go be ready to, to, to possibly change how some of our thinkings are uh, but you know to be faithful to God and though Joshua said that, but as for he and his house, he would serve the Lord. I think that was on his heart from the beginning, and he was faithful to that. So I think that's what God wants from us, is our whole heart, 
our faithful heart and for our house to serve him. And even if someone that you know, you know, I want to say it was Jerry Dobbs and, and that, that said this, that, you know, like a Christian and an atheist arguing or debating, and the Christian asked the atheist, okay, okay, let me, well, what if what I say about God is true and I could, I could prove it to you beyond a shadow of a doubt, would you believe it? And the atheist said, well, yeah, I'd be a fool not to. And the atheist thought to himself, ah, I got him. I got him because I'm just going to turn the question around. So we asked him, well, if I could prove that it wasn't true, would you believe that? And the Christian said, no, I know it's true. I've met him. There's nothing you can do to make me not believe that what I know is true is true because it's been revealed to him. So no matter what happens, no matter if so-and-so forsakes and leaves, I will serve the Lord, me and my house, and pretty much right now it's just me and my wife. My daughter comes home some. But that's what we're going to do. And that's what I encourage you to do as well. And I think we will. I think we will uh, how do I want to say this? I don't no, that ain't right. I think God will show through us what He's doing and what He wants to do, and He will help us be faithful in doing that. So think about Joshua. And one little other information, we'll close and pray on this. But Joshua is the, the Hebrew word for Jesus, and Jesus is Greek. Same, basically the same, Yeshia. Uh, so I, that's just a little information. I, Joshua was not Jesus, but it's the same name, and he was faithful. So do that. Be strong and courageous, and for yourself and your family, I can't do it for Crystal, but I can do it for myself. I can choose to serve God and be faithful to him. Let's do that. As far as prayer, prayers, 